Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History puddle. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Sunday Scaries podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined by my brother out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, how's it going? Uh, going well. How about you out in New York? You're in the uh, epicenter of the world right now. I am. Uh, it's certainly a ghost town here. Uh, I mean, the CDC issued that uh, warning saying people should cover their face. So everywhere you go, it's it's uh, it's bizarre world out here, to say the least. Um, and I even found myself genuinely excited Friday night for this 2K NBA 2K simulation tournament. And within, I did bet a little bit on uh, bet online on some of some of the futures. And honestly, within 15 minutes, I'd say maybe 10 minutes of watching KD versus uh, Derek Jones Jr., I was like, "Wait, this is really boring. This is like watching your friends play 2K when you're not playing." Yeah, it could only be so fun. You throw, oh, Kevin Durant's going to be in it, and you attract people into it, especially this time where there's nothing going on, and you think it'd be fun, but it's like. After a minute of watching, it's just 2K, which is the most annoying video game to play. So there's only so much shelf life with it. And, uh, I mean, it was cool seeing KD's apartment. That was the only one I watched. His backdrop, he lives in Brooklyn. And you could tell he had his blinds down. He has an incredible view of Manhattan. I guess comes with being a uh, superstar in the NBA. He can afford nicer view than I have here. Um, but I, I, And then, uh, I mean, we did get another announcement in terms of the NBA trying to be a little innovative here at this time where... Um, they're talking about doing some kind of horse competition between athletes and and their different at-home gyms. What are what are your thoughts about that, Tyler? 
it's something, right? Just trying to grasp for any straws of normal athletic competition. So I'm not against it at this point. Throw everything you can against the wall and maybe something will be fun to watch. So why not? Yeah, I I agree. The thing I found amazing that I that was like a casual uh, ran across the bottom line on ESPN. Giannis and I think Chris Middleton too. They both don't have hoops um, where, wherever they live. I guess in Milwaukee. Um, that that's insane to me. Those guys, <laughs> they have so much money in the bank. I guess you always think you can go to a facility, but. I, I don't know. I just I always assume that all these guys would have a hoop, right? Or or the ability to put one up. In you're saying in their apartment? Well not not even their apartment. Or if they have a house, I don't know where they live, but Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well cool. Um yeah, it's uh there's there's not much. Not much in terms of sports world. Trump met with uh had the conference call with all the different commissioners saying he hopes to be back and have stadiums filled uh, by August, September for football. I don't know. At this point, I just, um, if we can get the big three could be nice, but even like a, a golf tournament or two, that, that sounds, that sounds pretty good right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's happening or what's not. You read Twitter and it's just, we've talked about it. It's everything you read feels you know, some people believe it, some people don't. So until something official is marked down, I'm not expecting anything to come back soon. Yeah. And lastly, before we get to our interview, uh, I use Magical Run in the NCAA simulation ended in the Elite Eight. Um, but hell of a season. Good, good building block for Archie in year three. Got to the Elite Eight <laughs> in a year that felt... That felt like a rebuilding year after, you know, losing Jawan and Romeo. So to get to the Elite Eight with a team that wasn't as strong as we thought, you know, to get to the Elite Eight is good. And good recruiting class coming in next year. So definitely positive momentum in Bloomington. Yeah, hopefully we can build on the momentum of close loss to Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. Second time Archie's made it that far. So hopefully we can we can surpass that next year with uh, Trace coming back um okay well that's we've got we got a little over four minutes worth of sports uh topical content out there but now we actually we're gonna go to our interview we had a great guest we had kyle banduho who is the host of the big screen sports podcast on the blue wire network um it's a sports movie podcast we talked to kyle about his background how he got into uh the podcasting world and kind of the inspiration for starting the movie podcast and then we actually do a snake draft of our top three athletes from sports movies so stay tuned and enjoy that with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner sells hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on, or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you could still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Okay, and Tyler and I are very excited to welcome on guest Kyle Banduho, who's the host of the Big Screen Sports Podcast, another podcast on the Blue Wire Network. Kyle, thank you for joining us tonight. How is your quarantine going down in Texas? Man, guys, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to uh, to talk some sports movie characters. Quarantine is, you know, it, it's not as bad as it is probably where you guys are at, but it's still uh, still no fun. Still ready to be on the on the outside looking in or looking back on this. Yeah, seriously, I think you speak for everyone out there. Um, so, Kyle, you have a sports movie podcast. Um, kind of give us a little background. How did you get started with your show? And generally, I guess, what, what was the inspiration behind it? Well, um, I've, I mean, I've always, uh, I've always been kind of a pop culture and sports junkie. Um, those naturally come together when it comes to sports movies. Uh, and then I, I was freelance writing for a website that, that no longer is up or no longer has, has writing anymore called Postgrad Problems. 
And I wrote a piece like four or five years ago about the football problems with Remember the Titans because it's like a, it's a really good movie. There's just been some things about it that have always bothered me, um, like PD being a massive quitter but still getting a redemption arc, and then like Coach Yost <laughs> asking for help at halftime despite the fact that Boone's offense hadn't put up any points. It's just nonsensical. And then like the last play of that movie is just so dumb. Um, so it just, that, that's kind of the genesis of it. Um, and you know, I've always, when watching sports movies, you know, I, I appreciate when things look realistic, look authentic, um, you know, in, in respect to the sports. And then, you know, it, it drives me crazy when there's especially really avoidable stuff. Um, it's like when they, you know, you don't have even, you know, anyone who's any sort of sports consultant on, on set of that movie. It's like, Hey, this doesn't make sense. Why'd you do this? Which is pretty much the entire movie trouble with the curve. Like nothing makes sense. It's the worst movie ever. So, um, yeah, I've always just, uh, you know, love talking sports movies, love diving way too deep on them. Uh, started the podcast a little over a year now, joined blue wire last August. Uh, episodes every Monday, uh, you know, a lot of the times just breaking down a single movie. I've got a, you know, pretty tried and true formula with that. Sometimes it's themed episodes. You know, my, the, the latest was, uh, with the guys from the tipping pitches podcast. We talked about our favorite, um, since there's no baseball on right now, our favorite fictional baseball games, which ones, you know, what, what are the best games we would have wanted to attend of uh, baseball movies. So just, you know, a lot of fun with um with sports movies on the pod. It's funny you mentioned Remember the Titans because for preparing for this with you, I remember there's a scene in that movie where I think they score a game-winning touchdown and they go the wrong way. I could mi- be misremembering, but I'm almost positive that happens. And the pinned tweet on the Twitter account for your podcast is a highlight of a TV show, a kid throwing a football and just so unathletic and not realistic. Why do you think so many movies and even TV shows – for sports like have these scenes and they don't have a sports consultant like you mentioned i feel like for a long time people just didn't think you know you needed to get that stuff right i guess like it i i think that for sometimes there's just a lack of effort and then i i would imagine that something it comes down to casting you know you I would imagine like a director a lot of times would rather have, hey, this guy's a great A actor and a great D athlete than the opposite, which in reality, I'd kind of rather have, you know, maybe try to meet a little bit in the middle in that regard. But there are certain instances like a movie like Summer Catch where Freddie Prince Jr. is a pretty terrible athlete. He doesn't look good throwing a baseball, but you're making kind of a, you know, a you know, just a crap rom-com in the late, in, you know, early 2000s, Freddie Prince Jr. is going to get butts in the seats. So, you know, I, I think that's kind of the way the best movies get guys who look good on camera and just plot it out to where the sports are, are going to make sense. And I, I, I think there are very few, if you look back on like the best sports movies, at least ones that are trying to be serious, that don't at least do, you know, do like a B-plus job in getting the sports either looking right in the plot and making sense. I, you know, in, I think the one thing there's been fewer sports movies in the, you know, especially in the past decade and even in the past 20 years, it, it's kind of past the, the heyday, but I think sports in movies has gotten better. And I think in somewhat in part to the fact that social media and mass sharing now exists. And if you put a really bad athlete in a role, they're just going to get lampooned. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like that that pinned tweet on my on the big screen sports Twitter account. So hopefully that, you know, in, in the future of sports movies, problems like that become less and less. And especially that clip, too. It's just someone throwing a football like that's That doesn't take much athleticism at all, you know, to, to look OK uh, in, in a football jersey, just just throwing a ball. Um, it's not like he's swinging a baseball bat or maybe like a slap shot in hockey, like things that take like maybe another level of coordination. Um, I don't think that's asking too much. Uh, but Kyle, since this is a sports betting podcast, have you seen Uncut Gems? So I have not seen uncomes, uh, un, excuse me, uncut gems yet. Um, I am. It's like on my next to do. It's whenever I can get a chance because I don't think my fiance is going to be very into uncut gems. So it's basically whenever I can get the uh, the chance to watch that on my own. It's very high on my priority list. I was actually talking to another Blue Wire podcaster, uh, Sam Esfandiari from Light Years. 
mm-hmm. about uh, possibly covering that movie soon. I just need to actually, you know, put in the time and watch it. The one, the one thing about doing a sports movie podcast is your a, a lot of my spare time to watch movies is spent on the movies I have to cover, getting a rewatch in of those. Right. Three. So it kind of it kind of limits just the uh, oh I hey I, I just want to watch like I finally got to see uh, Parasite in 1917 recently, okay. um, which Two I just been movies. putting off forever. Yeah, oh so good. But um, yeah, a lot of times it's like oh I can't watch you know Uncut Gems or I can't watch Parasite because I've got to watch Celtic Pride because I'm covering it <laughs> you know, tomorrow. Sure, sure. So then my follow up question, I guess Tyler and I had very differing opinions on Uncut uncut gems uh, curious as soon as you watch it we'll we'll subscribe to your pod and, and give it a listen hear your thoughts on that one yeah i'm uh, hoping but, to cover it in the next two months cool cool in the last like couple of years we'll say last three year window or so three five years however you want to define it what's in your mind what's been the best sports movie of we'll say the last five years since like you said there's kind of been a down there hasn't been as many yeah, no, there really hasn't. Um, when did when did Creed come out? Oh my it's god, twenty fifteen. Yeah, so we yeah. Can count that. So we'll, yeah, we'll Creed. That. Creed is really. I I really love Creed. Um, Everybody Wants Some. I think came out in twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Not as many people saw that, but Everybody Wants Some is excellent. It's not really a traditional sports movie. Um, the Diego Maradona documentary that came out last year. On, uh, mm-hmm. on HBO, HBO. Yeah. fantastic. It might be the best. It might be the best sports documentary I've ever seen. And obviously, that you know puts aside a lot of the thirty for thirties. Oh. Uh, but I, I mean, I didn't know a whole lot about Diego Maradona besides his general like in the stands personality, kind of that people our age have seen in the last you know 10, 15 years of him just like coked out of his mind in the stands <laughs> for Argentina <laughs> national games. <laughs> But a, a look into him in the 80s was just, it was incredible. I, I was just blown away. Um, so I, I would say it's one of those three. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but uh, everybody wants some. I love, can't wait to cover uh, Creed, same thing. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I, I prefer Creed to Rocky. Um, and oh. yeah, that might just be like my generation, but yeah. it's, uh, I, I, think, I think Creed is excellent. All of the Rockies? All like, the Rockies. I, th- wow. I think Creed is, I, I think Creed is is a more fun is a better rewatch than all the Rockies. It's an easier rewatch, and I mean it's older or it's it's newer than all the Rockies by over a decade. <laughs> oh, like I don't I don't yeah. count the, the the you know the one where Rocky comes back and fights when he's like sixty. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tyler and I growing up, two huge Rocky fans. Creed's, it's the only Blu-ray disc I've ever bought. Um, so, so you're in good hands here. I think just like the whole Sylvester Stallone plotline in that with him getting sick with cancer, Michael B. Jordan loving him from The Wire and Friday Night Lights as Vince and his just kind of ascent. And and the, the plot line too, having him be Apollo Creed's kind of uh, his son and everything that went with that, and the reun- reuniting of those two forces for that movie, and just the way they shot it, right? Like the fight scenes, Tyler. They're just like basically it's like a continuous shot, and you watch the Creed fight scenes, and then you go back and watch Rocky Three, which I love, but it's just such a ridiculous. The fight scenes are so so absurd. The first fight scene in creed when he um he fights that that trainer's son Mm -hmm. the the trainer who's one of the gangsters from dark knight uh is like incredible like i I was my eyes were on fire watching it yeah and i think you brought up a good point the generational aspect because if you ask our parents they're gonna say rocky you ask us we'll say creed and I think there's a lot of value to that. I have to get your thoughts on the movie Draft Day. I saw you did a podcast on it a while back. What were your thoughts on that movie? Because I have some pretty strong opinions on it. <laughs> so my my guest for that uh, that episode, which, yeah, released it of Draft Week last year. I'm going to try to do something Draft Day-centric this year, especially because the, uh, the audio in uh, of that episode didn't come out great. It's the only one I had to use a, a call recorder on. It just didn't go out great. But anyways, my um, my guest said pretty wise words. Honestly, draft day was not good, but I was never not entertained. 
which I think is kind of a special skill. A movie like Trouble with a Curve is awful, and I'm I was very rarely entertained watching that movie. I thought it was terrible. Draft Day is very nonsensical, just sport ridiculous. But I think when you cast that many good people there's at least some form of entertainment. It's like watching Costner bungle his way through this draft is still compelling in a way. I love Dennis Leary. I like Jennifer Garner. I it's, uh, you know, it's sports. Why it's bad. It's really, it's really, really Mm -hmm. bad in terms of the sport and the draft, but it wasn't, it was not, it's not unwatchable. And I think that's the kindest thing I can say about it. Yeah, I, I agree. It's so bad that you have to watch it. And whenever it's like a joke in my friend group, how bad it is and how much I criticize it. So you have a segment on your podcast uh, when you review a movie, most slash least authentic scenes. I want to give you some uh, notes I took down of the movie. I want to get your thoughts. Um, so no one in the Browns in that movie apparently scouted. So Ray Jennings, who's played by Arian Foster, is a running back. <clears throat> from Cleveland. His dad played for the Browns. He's Cleveland royalty. It appeared when they were prepping for the draft that no one had watched any of his highlight films. Uh, Dennis Leary was the head coach showing the scouts highlights and they were amazed like they had never seen it before. And also Vontae Mack, who uh, Kevin Costner wants to draft, got kicked out of a game against the quarterback who's supposed to be the number one pick in the draft. And none of them knew that he got kicked out giving the ball to his sister who was unfortunately dying so those are a couple notes um kevin costner and jennifer gardner dating it's a 27 year age gap and him being the gm her being someone on the staff I feel Massive like that would have raised HR violation <laughs> yeah probably would have raised <laughs> some flags there and also i could keep going but i don't want to go all night uh brian drew the the quarterback who had some injury history he's trying to get back one of the trainers said he's throwing the ball 15 yards further uh, that offseason, which is so unrealistic. And unless he couldn't throw the ball like 10 yards, I doubt that's possible. So those are some of my notes on it. Um, if you do it again, I would love to contribute um, some of more more of my thoughts on what's wrong with that movie. I think the least authentic thing for me is, one, when Vontae Mack calls Kevin Costner's character, he calls Sonny in the beginning of the film, which like a draft prospect calling a GM on draft day is just unheard of. It's just not something that's going to happen. But he lets him know that if you don't take me whenever wherever the original pick is, like seven or something like that, seven or eight, he's like, if you don't take me there, I slide. Like I slide to like fifteen or <laughs> Out sixteen. Of the first round. Yeah, and I need that money. And so instead he trades up to get the guy that he and realistically he should have been trading back. It just it, it's just it's asinine. A lot of I <laughs> I understand them the NFL draft makes for a great setting for a sports movie. Um, but they, they really bungled it, honestly, in a lot of ways. I've got to, I've got to give that movie a watch. I have I've never seen draft day, but it seems like there's something that, like you said, that it's so bad, but you can't, you can't not watch it like that. That seems like up my wheelhouse during a quarantine. That's worthy, worthy of a two hour watch. That's for sure. Um, okay. Let's, let's get into this. So we spoke before and we want to do. We're going to do a draft here. We'll do some kind of snake draft. We'll do top three athletes from sports movies. And, you know, athlete can be taken in a lot of different directions in terms of how you want to choose your your big three here. Kyle, since you're the guest, um, we'll be courteous here. We'll give you the first overall pick. Um, You're on the clock. Uh, First overall pick of the full slate sports athlete movie draft COVID-19 version. Kyle, who are you going with? So before before I make a pick, so there's not really any limitations or guidelines on who I pick. It's just however I want to classify my pick. It's not like who I think is the best or who's my favorite. It's just who I want. It's <laughs> interpret however you would like. I will. I have to go with my main man. My favorite is it, Crash Davis, played by Kevin Costner and Bull Durham. He's my favorite sports movie character ever. And a, a few things. He is good in the movie. He's a he's a solid minor league catcher with 21 days of major league experience. Um, he is portrayed very well as an excellent performance by Costner. 
It's an excellent athletic on-screen performance. Costner looks great swinging the bat, looks great in uniform. He talks the talk, walks the walk. He's very quotable. He's the most quotable part of that movie. He is, to me, he is sports movies. And Kevin Costner, for me, is like Mr. Sports Movie. And my podcast, he's basically Jesus. So uh, it, I, I will take a, a Costner character every day of the week. And it, for me, it starts with Crash. So I, I've got to go with Crash as my number one. Okay. Even even with his bungles in draft day as the Browns GM, which I guess is realistic that the Browns would mess up the draft. Yeah, and I, and I can get over that. I mean, he made <laughs> Costner made acting. Bull Durham Field of Dreams basically back to back, and then he goes and makes Tin Cup, which is a golf movie, and it's still great. And then he comes back and makes another baseball movie as a pitcher for Love of the Game, which I think a lot of people overlook just because of. Costner's other two baseball movies, but damn, it's good. All right, so Bull Durham off the board. Um, Tyler, you want to go next here? Sure. So my first pick is Booby Miles from Friday Night Lights. Um, oh, so you want to win? It. Let Booby spin. <laughs> yeah. Let Booby and Coach. Yeah. So Boop. So Friday Night Lights, the TV show, is Cody and mine favorite TV show, and then the movie also we love. Um, so I'll, I'm taking Booby Miles first, just his arc throughout the movie where he starts off, he's so cocky, he doesn't work out, it's all, you know, God-given, I think he says this at the beginning of the movie, he has all these D1 offers, he's the star of the team, the game, the first game he starts out great, and then he unfortunately gets hurt, he rushes back from injury, and then he just, it's kind of the storyline of the movie, how it's like, it's supposed to be a sports movie, usually they're uplifting, I think Friday Night Lights, the movie, what makes it so good, it's like kind of sad that these kids are in this small Texas town and that's everything they have and they don't really have anything outside of football. And there's the scene of him crying in the car with his uncle saying, mm -hmm. what is he going to do? Booby doesn't have football anymore. And it's real and that's the life they live. So Booby's my first choice. Um, huge what if, if he had stayed healthy. Yeah. Uh, he'd probably be in the NFL, maybe like an Emmett Smith type guy. Um, so Booby Miles is my first pick. Yeah, I mean they're definitely beating Dallas Carter in in the state championship game if Booby Miles is healthy. Um, but I I agree. The thing with him, like that movie's so raw between Booby Miles, uh, Billingsley, uh, who's kind of like Riggins in the TV show, how his dad is kind of abusive and all he has, he's an alcoholic and he's just so stuck on winning that that state championship ring obviously the quarterback he gets stuffed at the one yard line so that movie i think the first time i saw it i was like whoa that like i like uplifting sports movies that was like so real but every rewatch that movie gets better and better i, I love think. friday night uh, what about Lights. you kyle yeah, yeah I, I love that movie i think it's an excellent movie uh that that scene you mentioned with booby crying in the car with his uncle is might be the best scene in the movie it's really effective. It, it's really gut-wrenching. I'm also very partial to that movie because I actually went to college in Odessa, Texas. Oh, wow. So I'm just, just fond of the land, the, the weird, desolate place that it is, um, which it is much more industrial and, and populated now than that than that movie makes it uh, appear. But yeah, I, I, I can't argue with the pick. And Derek Luke does a great job in that movie as Booby. Mm -hmm. So yeah, great, great pick. All right, Booby and... Uh... Okay, Bull Durham off the board here. I can't believe I got the top guy on my board at three. Uh, we already spoke a little bit about Creed, but I'm going with Rocky Balboa. Now, the thing with Rocky... Oh, I thought you were going to go with uh, <laughs> yeah, Adonis Creed. <laughs> with Adonis Creed. Adonis Creed's on my big board, but quite frankly, as much as I love MBJ, the person that makes Creed, Rocky at this point has made eight movies, right? The five Rockies... Rocky Balboa, which, take it as you will, is still watchable. Uh, and the two Creed movies, he's the lovable underdog just all, all time. He's knocked off Apollo Creed, Clubber Lang, Ivan Drago, basically single-handedly ended the Cold War, beat the shit out of Tommy Gunn in a parking lot. People forget about that one. Um, and, and the bottom line is, I think Stallone's performance as Rocky in Creed, specifically the first one, is just so incredible where like he's just this kind of uh broken older man without adrian he, he has the restaurants 
and you can tell that he doesn't have a relationship with his son. He doesn't have like so much to live for anymore. But he welcomes in Adonis Creed. He gets sick. He doesn't tell him at first because he doesn't really want to go through the treatments. And just that whole plot line of of MBJ tra- training in the hospital while uh, Rocky's going through chemo. Um, it's all time. So like any Rocky movie that's on TV, I don't have cable anymore, but um, anytime. Anytime like some kind of Rocky uh, marathons on Rocky three, Rocky four, the first two are a little slow, but they're great movies. The end of Rocky five, the movie's terrible, but it's still so rewatch. Like I just like certain scenes, like the street fight with Tommy Gunn. Like it's it's out of control, but I love it. Um, so for that, with Rocky's just all time success, eight movies worth. I'm going with him to uh to start my team as my captain. I mean, the premier example of the underdog sports movie character, like that's the they made the mold with with Rocky and everyone else followed suit. So you you can't really argue with that pick. Mm -hmm. And he's uh, also I don't know if you ever played Kyle. There's a video game, Rocky Balboa video game they made uh, for like PlayStation 2. So he definitely has the longevity aspect of it. Um, so I don't hate the, the pick as Kyle said, he started the whole underdog kind of genre of sports movies. So, and he's, he's a seasoned veteran. Yeah, exactly. And he literally has a statue in Philadelphia. So, uh, not, not every movie hero can say that. Very Um, true. Okay. So we're going on the rap here, snake draft style. Um, I'm going with, so my favorite movie of all time is Miracle. So I got to scoop someone up from that one. Um, and I'm not going with a Ruzioni as much as he scored the big goal versus the Soviets. I'm going with Jack O'Callaghan, who's kind of the glue guy, hardened Boston guy of, of the movie. Um, he gets injured early, basically in the qualifiers. They're not sure if he's going to make the Olympics. Doc gives him the okay. Um, basically later in the movie, it's un- unclear whether or not her brooks is going to bring him along he kind of needs for he knows he knows what oc means to the team um he's kind of the heart and soul and they had their differences right kind of the boston crew uh the minnesota crew he got the ring stolen right off his finger um all that good stuff um but when oc's on the ice herb tells him he's going to the olympics he screams, OC's playing, baby. It's, it gives me chills every time I watch it. He has a big hit uh, in the game versus Soviets. Gives him good minutes there. So I'm going Jack O'Callaghan. Um, and I really like my chances. Like, say, for instance, I went out with Rocky and OC at a bar. And I'm not I'm not a guy that's ever going to get into a fight. But if I was ever in a situation to, I feel great having Rocky and Jack O'Callaghan in my corner. Yeah, that's a squad you want to roll deep with. Uh, OC is my favorite character in that movie. I think you're right in that he's he's the glue guy. He's the glue to that movie. He is um, very much in a an emotional presence in the movie. Uh, I, I love the pick. He he's yeah that that scene where where Herb tells him that he's keeping him. Uh, the hit he lays on that guy in the in the game against the Soviets. Like he is very much a, a presence on on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no complaints from me. Um, so it goes to me now. And the guy I'm about to take, I doubt either of you would have probably taken him. Um, so it's a little random, but I just love him in, in this movie. Uh, Timo Cruz from Coach Carter. Oh, wow. As he, oh, he's on my, man. He was on my big board. As, uh, as, as Cody pointed out to both of us earlier this morning, The Athletic put out that list of 100 best sports movie. Coach Carter didn't make it, which it's hard to put together a list and make everyone happy. The fact it didn't make it, though, is pretty absurd. So I'm taking Timo Cruz. Um, he, he wasn't the main, I wouldn't say he's the main character in the movie, but he's so up and down where he starts off, he has the attitude with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson pins him against the wall in the gym. Uh, he has the great quote. He's like, teachers can't touch students. And then he's like, I'm not a teacher. I'm the new basketball coach. Kicks him off the team. He then wants to come back. He makes him do all the push-ups, the suicides. They have the great scene with his teammates helping him out. And then he comes back and starts playing. And he was kind of ahead of his time. I mean, we talk about Steph Curry changing yep. basketball. I think Timo Cruz changed basketball because <laughs> there's the scenes of when they're playing and he's shooting pull-up threes in transition. On the fast break. <laughs> yeah, really before we saw it. And then the tragic scene with, uh, I think it was his cousin, Remy. Manny. Remy. Uh, Remy? Was, 
It was Remy. Know. Hold on. It, Keep it's talking. Remy or Rennie? I thought um, it was Man. I thought it was Manny. Um, his cousin dies. He, he he had also quit the team again after the lockout started. So so up and down. And then he has the great speech, the whole thing throughout the movie. Coach Carter asking everyone what their deepest fear is, and then he has the long speech in the gym. Um, I doubt that actually happens, but it was great to see. Um, so Timo Cruz is my pick. So up and down. And Cody, you mentioned the bar scene fight. I mean, Timo Cruz, as we saw, was walking around with a gun on him, so I'd feel pretty protected. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I now think your team is the front runner for who you want, the, the squad you want to fight with. Booby Miles is a unit, and Timo <laughs> Cruz is packing. So yeah. you got, and he's you crazy. Got, you've got a thought. You have athleticism. You have kind of a wild card factor in Timo Cruz. His cousin name confirmed. Kyle, you were correct. Remy. I always thought it was Remy. Um, but that's why I don't have the sports movie podcast. And you do, Kyle. But yeah, Timo Cruz is just an all-time irrational confidence guy. Like, just pulling up on fast breaks uh, while Samuel Jackson is screaming at him from the sideline. And he's just drilling threes. And there's kind of nothing you can do about that as, as a coach. I like the pick. Uh, Kyle said now... You've got you've got two two picks to round out your squad. Okay, so I get a back to back. My first pick, I wish I could say something classy and inspirational, but that just wouldn't be our style. Pain heals, chick stick scars, scars, glory lasts forever. It's been an honor sharing the field of battle with you. I'm going with Shane Falco, played by Keanu Reeves, and the replacements. That's my quarterback. I love Shane Falco. I love this character and the replacements. He is just like He's like what I would want my teams. I'm very happy with my team's quarterback. I'm a Cowboys fan. I very much stand for Dak Prescott. But I love Falco is the he is the cool guy under center. Like he he's savvy. He's had he's got some some scar tissue from that that Sugar Bowl loss, getting getting beat up and having to uh, you know should have been carrying the clipboard his first year in the NFL. But um, Falco gets back out there. He leads that team to glory or at least to the playoffs uh he controls he commands that locker room uh you know he gets all those guys to respect him in just a few weeks um i am a a big falco guy big fan of shane falco (laughs) the replacements i don't know i feel like it's kind of an underrated sports movie you have him you have gene hackman as the coach um so i love the pick it's a really good movie it's wild to think how it's such a big storyline in that movie as you mentioned, his college BCS game had such a big impact on him. Can you imagine that happening today? I feel like that would never happen. Yeah, well, now now if he had gotten one like hit, one big hit, he would have been just been out of the game. It would have been like, oh, well, he had a concussion in the first game of the, you know, the Sugar Bowl, and he missed it. The the only I love the replacements. It's on TBS or TNT all it's, the time, which really on. speaks to it. It's a really <laughs> great cable rewatch because you really don't miss anything from it being on cable. But it's not like a kids movie. Um, the one the one thing about that movie that is aged poorly is that players are depicted as the villains, like uh, actual NFL players, like they're depicted as spoiled millionaire babies. And now we've come very much in the the opposite end of the spectrum in that. You know, owners are greedy and players deserve their money. Um, you know, they're the ones, obviously in the NFL, they're the ones getting hit, suffering, you know, potentially life-altering injuries to to make money for the owner. So the, the replacements depicts the play. You know, the, the main villain in the replacements is the, the team's current starting quarterback, who, don't get me wrong, is a dick. Uh, <laughs> but, but he is, uh, if the replacements was made nowadays things would go differently uh players would be depicted differently but that that doesn't doesn't change my pick shane falco is is the man okay is keanu reeves a better leader in the replacements or a hardball as the head coach of the, uh, the, the replacements the replacements okay. he is yeah. yeah he's he's the man hardball is good um i i just really i really love the replacements Okay, um, so who you uh, who you rounding out your team with here? I am rounding out my team. I am I'm actually not picking a a athlete. I'm picking a coach. I am oh, wow. picking Tom Hanks is Jimmy Dugan in a league of their own. I need I need someone to shepherd my team. I've got I've got a leader on the field. I need a leader in the clubhouse, leader in the dugout, and Tom Hanks is Jimmy Dugan is the most underrated Hanks performance because it is perfect to a t the 
the like epitome of how good Hanks is as Dugan is, and this is kind of like crazy. This is this is when you realize that you 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 dive in way too deep on sports movies, but he <laughs> chews tobacco very realistically. Like he has like chew like red man or something in his cheek for most of the game, like an old big league or wood. And he's not even thinking about it. It's sitting in his lip. He spits it out every night. Like he spits it every now and then, but it's not, he, it is so unconscious. And that's what someone who actually does that as a habit is like, uh, versus you think about like Brad Pitt and Moneyball, and he's very uncomfortable di- <laughs> dipping in Moneyball. It's a very uncomfortable dip. Brad Pitt, great actor. Great but movie. Hanks is perfect. Hanks is both funny. He he's the heart of the movie. I think um, it, the story is not about him, but the performance that he gives is just like he, I mean, it's Tom Hanks. When he's on screen, you're paying attention to him. You're wrapped up in what he's doing, what he's bringing. But it is uh, it is just a perfect, flawless performance in my opinion. It is on my it is on my mount. It is not a Tom Hanks movie. He is a supporting character, but I think it might be on my Mount Rushmore of Hank's performances. It's it's kind of funny how wow. good he is in a supporting role. He's not in a supporting role very often, but the two that come to mind for me are League of Their Own and Catch Me If You Can mm-hmm. when he's not the main character, but he's so good in both that mm-hmm. every time he's on screen, it's like even more of a treat and you're even more invested in what he's doing. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah. I had a hard time you know, leaving. I have a lot of honorable mentions. Uh, that I, I can rip off after you guys are done, but I'm mm-hmm. going Tom Hanks as Jimmy Dugan. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen League of Their Own, Tyler? Because I actually have not. Full yeah, I've seen it. See. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. It's it's a really good movie, and he has obviously the famous line: "There's no crying in baseball." So he's he's really good in it, and I think you bring up a good point, Kyle. Even as a supporting actor, he still has a great performance, and I agree with you. So filling out the rest of my team, I do have a lot of honorable mentions. I have about 20 people, so third spot is tough, but I think I'm going to just go along the lines of what you guys were saying. Uh, a team you just don't want to mess with physically in a fight. Uh, so my last guy is going to be Pedro Serrano from the Major League movies. <laughs> oh, man. Um, That's a unit. He's, yeah, he's ma- yeah, he's massive. He tries to be very kind of spiritual spiritual, um, and happy, but he's an absolute unit, so you wouldn't want to mess with him Timo Cruz and then Booby Miles <laughs> in a fight. So I'm taking him and also in the first major league and then major league two, he's the clutchest moments in the movie. He, in the, fir- in the first one, I, th- I believe he tied to go to the playoffs. And then in the second one, when they're in the ALCS against the white Sox, he has the go ahead home run against them in game seven. So he was clutch. Um, so I'm going with Pedro Serrano. He's very entertaining. Uh, the whole thing with Joe Boo's funny and just all of that. So that's my last guy. And that actor I read, I think I read it. And also I know uh, Bill Simmons on his Rewatchables podcast. They did one on Major League. Maybe he mentioned it there too. He hit. He actually hit a home run. Like when they were filming that. That that was actually him. The actor. I don't know the name of the actor. Dennis Haysbert. He is. He is a monster. He's a beast. He is, yeah. yeah he's, he's built like a brick shit house. Yeah. That's that's incredible that he actually did that. Um. Yeah. Great choice. He's he's the uh the all state guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he he is, is now he like is now this over. generation's all state guy. Yeah, he's he can, mm-hmm. can kind another of plus. Can kind of do it all. Um, okay, Mister Irrelevant here to round out this draft. I'm actually going with another major league character, Tyler. I'm going with the all just wild card team. I'm going with Rick Vaughn, Wild Thing, um, from Major League, played by Charlie Sheen. Um, just anytime he entered the game in that movie. It was just kind of an electric factory at the end of the ripped off sleeves, wild thing, the music blasting, everyone going absolutely insane. Just his his background just generally in that movie is uh, is something worth following. And part of the reason I chose Rick Vaughn is just the more you look up about Charlie Sheen when he was playing this role, the more the more I like Rick Vaughn. So Charlie Sheen was actually a really good pitcher in high school. He got a scholarship offer to play baseball at uh, University of Kansas or Kansas University. 
and he took steroids for the role. So he they didn't have a double for him. He was actually pitching as Rick Vaughn in the movie. And he said he was able to increase his fastball from 79 to 85 miles per hour, which is pretty incredible. So I'm rolling with a, a, trio, a trio of Rocky, uh, Rick Vaughn, and uh, Jack O'Callaghan, who, I mean... I don't know. That's that's an all-time kind of scrappy team that's that's ready to throw fisticuffs at the drop of a dime. I think you missed Sheen mentioning that he was on steroids during filming. Yeah, I think did I mention? Did you did you yeah. say that? Yeah, yeah, I did. I must. I I thought I, I I was for some reason I missed it, but yeah, he's uh he is one of the more believable pitchers. It was between him and Jimmy Dugan for my third. Uh, he is one of the more believable pitchers in in movie history i think like he looks like he i mean he was humming it he definitely looks like he's humming it he's like mm-hmm. the opposite of tim robbins mm-hmm. and uh bull durham mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or even this, Dennis, this is a Dennis very Quaid a cl- the rookie yeah. oh quade the rookie is tough yeah like that that was hard kind of hard to believe that he's just pulling over in his pickup van on the side of the street and clock in 92 just throwing the ball into the air but <laughs> And that I actually do like that movie though. Good, good story. It's got like a good big chill moment. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. This is an eclectic group we got in. Uh, Wild thing you mentioned. I actually saw Major League Two first growing up. I don't know how that happened, but the scene where he, he's finally back as Wild thing and he comes out of the bullpen in Game Seven, it gave me chills. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's, you it's probably not, saw it first because Major League Two is the one that is on TV more often because it's rated PG, mm-hmm. where, whereas Major League is a very well-deserved R. Mm-hmm. And and just having Bob Euchre announce those games, his play-by-play in those movies is absolutely incredible. Um, all right, this was this was a great draft, Kyle. Who were some of your honorable mentions? Let's go, let's go rapid fire around the horn. Well, here. you just mentioned uh, Bob Euchre as Harry Doyle in Major League. I had another announcer on there, Pepper Brooks, uh, from, from uh, Jason Bateman from Dodgeball, <laughs> all timer. Uh, Big Earn, Ernie McCracken from Kingpin, played by Bill Murray, one of my favorites. Uh, Roy McAvoy, another Costner character from Tin Cup, Happy Gilmore, and Rod Tidwell. From Jerry Maguire. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. What I about like you guys? The, the Pepper Brooks one. Pepper like Brooks it. is an all-timer. <laughs> Pepper Brooks is just on one the whole movie. And that's just like a young Jason Bateman. Like I kind of forgot that's that's Jason Bateman. Uh, from like the Jason Bateman we know now. That's that's like not not on brand for his character. Uh, and the line like, bold strategy. Let's see how it let's see how it works out for him. Has like. <laughs> transcended that movie it's still very relevant today it's, yeah it's still in the air tyler who are your honorable mentions yeah it's crazy that that's jason bayman given i'm watching ozark right now um so some of my honorable mentions another dark luke character bobby joe hill from glory road i love him in that movie uh kelly leak from bad new the original bad news bears um yeah, just a really picture. he's a badass <laughs> and then um Two more, Mike Dicka and Kicking and Screaming. Kyle, I listened to your semi-pro <laughs> podcast, and I, I know you're not a fan of that movie, you said, but I, I liked it a lot. So I love Mike Dicka's character in that. <laughs> I and mean, then, I, uh, Ditka Dickie is probably I, the best part. The Ditka-Robert Duvall rivalry is probably the peak <laughs> of that movie. <laughs> that movie's so yeah, good. Ju- Juice Box Man. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, Dickie Eklund's uh, Christian Bale's character in The Fighter is incredible. Um, I, th- I don't know. Did he win an Oscar for that? I, I yes, think he did. He's nominated. He was both. He, yeah, he, he was and awesome Melissa in Leo both won Oscars for that movie. Yeah, that's a which great is kind movie. of wild. A sports movie. If if a sports movie is going to win Oscars, it's usually a boxing movie. But it's kind of wild that they swept the supporting actor categories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he unbelievable was awesome. in that movie. Because I was in the in between, I think, when Dark Knight had came out and then Dark Knight Rises. So the fact he went from being Batman 
to you know this guy strung out on drugs who's skinny and out of his mind it was his awesome performance cody who were some of your honorable mentions uh i got a couple here i got julius from remember the titans uh just absolute rock of the team has a huge force fumble in the championship game uh james j braddock from cinderella man oh that, such a good movie that's a good pick it's such a good movie he was he was number four on my big board so just a little bit outside um but i mean kind of because in my head you get you get russell crowe as uh, as jimmy braddock but you also get paul giamatti um and just him as the trainer and they're just an unstoppable duo there and just all the whole story around the great depression everything that came with that i loved it um clubber lang again just beating the rocky drum even more he's an inc- he's an incredible villain just some of his one-liners i watch a youtube clip before we hopped on where he's like he basically busts into the press conference when rocky's up there with adrian and uh and and Mick and he's and he's yelling and he has a one-liner to Adrian. He's like, "Hey, woman, since your man ain't got no heart, maybe you want a real man." And it just like he, Mr. T in that role is incredible. Uh, Paul, Putting him and Rocky on the same team would have been tough. Tough yeah, for the chemistry. Yeah, it would have been tough. I'm not sure they're <laughs> past. I'm not sure they're past it. It was is going to kind of be one or the other there. Uh, Paul Crew in. Uh, in the longest yard, leading the mean machine. Um, oh, and G baby, because he was he was clutch. R I P. R I P. Cool. Um, that was good. That was uh, that was good. We we really all did go across the board there. Um, it was kind of nice just keeping it open and everyone interpret it as you will. Um, but Kyle, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, where can our listeners find you on Twitter and and again uh, follow along the Big Screen Sports Podcast? Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I really uh, really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at Kyle Banduho. It's B-A-N-D-U-J-O. Uh, you can check out the podcast on Twitter at big underscore screen sport. Um, episodes every Monday and then the occasional Friday bonus episode. Now getting into that, um, you know, one or two times a month. And usually that's, you know, just something kind of randomly themed or like a, uh, you know, a conversation with someone um, like this Friday's it, te- right now uh, at, at the moment, considering doing a, uh, a draft of who was the worst person in Tiger King, which is not sports related, but I feel, <laughs> feel like I have to talk about Tiger King, I have a recording tentatively set up. Um, but yeah, episodes every Monday. And then we're going to start doing a one non-sports movie a month, just kind of applying the same formula, but just, you know, just freshen things up. So last uh, last weekend of April will be, a non-sports movie i think right now it's either going to be that thing you do or my cousin Vinny. so uh yeah be on the lookout for that guys thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it uh-huh.